Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, let's get this thing underway. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. How are you, Jarrett? Um, I've been better. I can tell you, it's been a it's been a really interesting weekend in the news and and just like being tired really <laughs> over the yeah. weekend from just like reg- from regular life. Just and then, a draining weekend. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. But um, it's Monday morning. Want to have a great week. I'm I'm traveling this week, and you have uh, a cast of co-hosts that will be here with you this week. Yes. So a cast lot to look to forward be to. determined. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, some folks that um, have been here before will be joining you. So um, we're excited about that. So yeah, trying to have a positive outlook, but it's definitely been a, a crap. Weekend. It has been a crappy weekend. It's been, but it. As I was falling asleep last night, of course, after reading tons and tons of information about the multiple shootings that happened this weekend, I was feeling, of course, a lot of things. But I was also mainly falling asleep, feeling lucky that I that my the family and friends and loved ones that I have in my life are safe, are doing well. You know, yeah. and I was like, man, there are so many people going to sleep tonight that don't have that you know that have lost somebody and these horrible stories I mean you can just go into a rabbit hole of all these stories of the victims and you know like this mother was protecting her child when she was I mean it's it's awful and um and I think that reading about some of these things over the weekend you know that that one I I believe it was the El Paso one that would uh, no no maybe it was the Dayton one where um the shooter was deactivated within 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and you're like wow you know people are getting better they're getting more trained in these things and they're uh you know they're they're going through a lot more training since this, and we read about this in the Gilroy shooting too. That the, the shooter was deactivated in less than a minute. And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, at least we're becoming we're getting more prepared for these things. Yeah. But then I also think, I mean, one one of the articles I was reading, one of the officers was like, but we really need to think about that minute because in that minute they're able to do so much sure. damage, and the fact that yeah, we are getting better, but how what you know how much damage these people are able to do in a short amount of time, and then it made me think, well, we also need training, you know, because I'm going through, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of us are now going through d- daily situations, and we're in public places and starting to think about, uh, you know, I was in a mall the other day, and I was thinking there could be something happening here, yeah. or you know, you're in an airport or you're wherever, and you're thinking, well. You know, if if people, if if the law enforcement, the fire fire and police officials, and all of them are saying that they're doing more training, it, it almost seems like even in a corporate setting where they're doing earthquake drills and fire drills, they're going to be doing more active shooter drills and things like that. They're already doing them in schools, and so where you know do do we start doing those on our own do we start having them be more of a, a company policy you know i think about these things yeah i i, I it's really difficult um to think to process every single time like more and more people are gone i was listening i i, I tried to actively not consume a lot of the the information this weekend just because for my own mental health and i i know that uh i heard about one story of like Two grandparents had gone to Walmart to pick up some drapes for their for their oh, house yeah. and kids and, were shot and killed. mom getting uh, school supplies for her son. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and it's back to school time. That's when people are you know heading out to Walmart to get you know pencils and paper for their kids to be able to go back to class. Um, and so I, I think it's. <sighs> Whenever these kinds of things happen, there's a few things that happen that kind of frustrate me. One, it's always like, oh, it's so unthinkable that this would happen. It's so outrageous that this could happen. It's but like, it's not unthinkable. It's not anymore. unthinkable because it's happened. More, we've had more mass shootings in this country this year 
we've had more mass shootings than we've had days. There have been 250 plus mass shootings in this country this year. And we're like 216 days into the year or something like that. Right. Um, and I mean, how do we define mass shooting? The mass shooting is where, um, by some definitions, it's, you know, two people or four, more than two or four people are shot in, you know, a given moment. Um, and it's it's just infuriating. And like on one part, it makes me really, really sad, but it continues to make me more upset because it's like, no, it's it's not unconscionable. We deal with this literally every day in this country um, and we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there are other countries that don't deal with this. Um, there are other countries that have very similar, you know, uh, <laughs> rates of playing video games and have very oh, similar yeah. rates of more of right of of of, of 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 all of the different of mental health issues and all those different kinds of things. But like we're the only country that deals with this in the way that we deal with it every single day. And I remember after Sandy Hook happened and uh, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, they killed kindergartners. You know what I mean? Like something has got to happen. And it's like. If kindergarten, if we could kill young, wealthy kindergarten, white kindergarten children in a school, and nothing happens, nothing's going to happen in this country. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it's, so it's frustrating. And and it also, I I I wouldn't be myself if I didn't point this out. But like when I got on Twitter a couple of hours after the first uh, shooting happened, I remember thinking to myself, like, it's interesting to me that the shooter was the the first shooter uh, in El Paso was like apprehended and taking it taken into custody when they said he had like all kinds of ammunition and guns and bullets and all kinds of things and, and cargo pants and all that. And I remember thinking, like, uh, what about, like, uh, uh, Tamir Rice, the little boy who was playing with a toy gun in the park? Mm. They shot and killed him before they even approached him. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Philando Castile was a person sitting in his car with his family and told them, hey, I have a gun in in the vehicle. They shot and killed him. Like, but when it's a white domestic terrorist, they will get them safely. When it happened in a church in South Carolina, they took him safely and at, at, and stopped at Burger King on the way to prison to get him food. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, as a black person in America, you see these things and there's no way to like separate them. And, it's, and that they're fueling each other online. Exactly. unbelievable. Yeah. So we, we obviously won't be spending the entire show on this, but I do want to talk about some of the... Uh, some of the more informational points of some of the stuff that happened this weekend. So we will get into that, but we're also going to have some fun because, you know, for our own mental health, like you said, Jared. Absolutely. We've got a lot coming up. We've got uh, a game that we'll be playing later on that we kind of teased. We texted our number neighbors on Friday, how Mm -hmm. that went. Um, A whole lot more. All these things and more coming up on Drop the Subject with Jaren Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett on the new Channel Q. Uh, of course, very of, I mean, it was actually, a, you know, in some ways it was a good weekend for me because I went out of town, went to the Bay Area and stuff like that. But then, of course, you know, you get back to, we were staying with uh, my in-laws, so we get back. We're like, oh, that was so fun. Flip on the news. And then, of course, you're like, oh, my God, this yeah. again. I can't believe that we're still talking about this. I can't believe that this is still happening. You think about New Zealand. When this happened in New Zealand, Prime Minister was like, boop, gun laws change. Simple. Yeah. Done. Because they don't deal with this every day, right? right. It was so jarring to their society exactly. to, happen, to have something like this happen. And then seeing... Some of the news outlets being like, I I understand some of this might be disturbing, but here's a bunch of footage of the shooting. And you're like, well, I don't I don't necessarily want to be watching this. So I, I also think that in some ways the media needs to be controlling what they're just putting out on television for everybody to be watching. Like, of course, 
for in some ways you need to stay informed, but in other ways I'm like I don't need to see people actually dying in front of my face right now to learn about what's going on in the shooting. Well, I, my feelings on that are mixed because I feel like we and then the news media like we'll have to give you that warning of like hey something graphic is coming up if you don't want to see this you probably should you know turn away or, or turn the channel. But I also feel like there's there's we need to see it. Like I remember um, back during uh, the early days of the Iraq War with with George Bush, uh, they. Started stopped showing the bodies coming home from Iraq and that had a, like a profound impact uh, impact on the way that people viewed the war. People didn't see it as being something important or they didn't see they didn't see the death toll. They didn't take it as seriously as when we'd seen in previous wars and I think it's important for us to to at least have the opportunity to if we want to see like the that yeah, people are dying. Like people are being shot down in the street. P- grandparents are at the grocery store trying to buy food. So I I but I also recognize like it's something that we should definitely, you know, be cautious with how we consume it and that the media should should make sure that we always do have that disclaimer for people like, hey, this is about to be something difficult to watch. I guess so. But I I mean, I get the point that you're making. I definitely understand that. I just think that what, like, for example, when the Gilroy Gar- Garlic Festival shooting happened, they were interviewing a seven-year-old about what his experience was. They're like, what was it like? Was it scary? What was happening? And I'm like, why, why are we putting this kid through this? Because mm. that's not helping me. And it's not like I understand that that's giving everybody an an idea of how serious and how horrible this was. But I also don't feel like it's helpful for that seven year old to be on national television talking about a shooting that happened an hour ago. See, but I see it the other way, because I think if we can see that and we can see damn, a seven-year-old just had to see that happen at, at the festival where he went to go party with his family or to go hang out for the day. I think it, it does kind of like humanize it at the same time for us to be able to see like this happened in front of a little boy and that little boy is never going to be able to erase that from his memory. Oh, I was seven years old and I saw people being mowed down at a, at a, at a festival. I think it kind of puts the humanity back into it as opposed to just telling, oh, something happened. Yeah, but at whose expense? I mean, that kid went through enough trauma and then to have him on national television national television questioning him about it it just doesn't seem like can't, isn't there someone else we can interview why do we have to interview him yeah I guess I, I don't know that it's traumatic to to talk to the kid but I also get like if the kid you know and the family like was comfortable with him talking about it sometimes I feel like there can be you know irresponsible ways to, to go about interviewing children in, in, instance, in instances like that yeah um, but I I yeah I, I'm with you on like it's difficult to watch and I, I do want to like police how much I see and I, I've told you guys plenty of times before on the show like I will not watch videos of like police killings of, of black folks in the street and I won't watch certain things that I feel like I, I'm not ready to see in the moment and as a journalist that's hard because I feel a bit of guilt around that like I'm supposed to see everything but as a human being like I can't just yeah you to have to draw those lines that. for yourself yeah, it's yeah. important um, so as far as the data is confirmed about what, what we know that's happened this weekend if you haven't been following the news um, we know that over the past weekend we saw two shootings one happening in Texas in El Paso Texas and one in Dayton Ohio um, 30 people were confirmed uh, killed over the weekend only just in the past couple of hours in the last hour I would say one more person has been confirmed dead, bringing that death toll to 31. Um, 22 of them were in El Paso. Um, uh, this was at a Walmart where people were basically shopping and a, and a gunman came in and they found that he had anti-immigrant documents um, espousing white nationalist and racist views, which they believe was um, written by him online um, and that he is 
it's being invest- investigated as domestic terrorism, but also as a possible hate crime. Um, and then in Dayton, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, another nine people were killed there in a shooting. Um, and the suspect in that shooting is also dead. So there's just so much happening and uh, as we said in Gilroy um, just eight days ago we had the shooting where you know it was at the Gilroy Garlic Festival which is a good time for a lot of people in the Bay Area to be able to go and enjoy you know <laughs> they say Gilroy is the capital of the world and so there's all of you know all of the great things that happen at the Gilroy Garlic Festival and um, another shooting there yeah and I think that mm, I mean there are plenty of circumstances unfortunately like this now that we have to draw from and I was just reading an article uh, yesterday about some of the profiles that there able to now gather from the information on on the shooters that have all of the shootings and the shooters that have been active over the years and a lot of them a mass majority of them they go through a trauma when they're younger they're around violence a lot uh, they don't have an outlet for that trauma so then it's building up over time they don't really have a place for it and then they end up going to a place like 8chan or a place where you have other people validating your negative and hateful uh, thoughts that are going through your mind. And so that becomes fueled and there's a lot of loneliness that's there and there's a lot of uh, pain that ends up... uh, manifesting in a very negative way and then you decide oh okay now I've got some people that are going to help me carry yeah. this out and now I, if I do this and I get and I hit this many people it's a high score and yeah. all of that crap and I think that we really need to focus on the mental health and the and helping people through these traumatic experiences from the beginning absolutely yeah we're going to take a quick break when we come back we've got a little bit more on this but we're not going to spend the whole day talking about the shootings uh, we think some of you probably want to come here and be able to have a good time and, and hear some stories that are not so heavy. So uh, we'll have a little bit more about the shootings and then we have so much more to talk about uh, coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, Allie and Jarrett here with you on Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. If you're not already, please give us a follow. DTS Show. Lots of fun things on our Twitter and our Instagram. Unfortunately, it's been a bit of a sad beginning to the show, but we it's important to talk about this stuff, especially now that there have been three shootings in a week's time, and officially it averages out to one a day uh, at this point. And More I know than one a day. Like I think it's like one and a half a day. I mean, right. if half a thing. And then you see, like I saw on Twitter, there was somebody who tweeted out um, how many mass shootings have happened in each country. Mm. And it was like zero, 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 one, two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the other stuff. Of course, a lot of people have been talking about Trump during mm-hmm. this. Uh, I know that that guy's manifesto. I don't know if it's specifically detailed that he was a Trump supporter, but I think he was outwardly for a lot of his <clears throat> politics. Yeah. So, of course, it, and I, he, he made a statement today about what happened over the weekend. Yeah, so Donald Trump came out this morning and, um, you know, Donald Trump, I was reading this piece in the, in the Atlantic over the weekend that was talking about how Donald Trump, um, there's a real challenge for him as a president because presidents are always looked to in these moments to be able to console and comfort the, the nation um, and to be able to, like, pull us together and, and, you know, make us, you know, feel feel like hope is, hope is around the corner. Um, but, like, Donald Trump has been so divisive in so many different ways and he said so many awful things that it's, uh, he's not really able to do that, even when he does come out and give a speech like this. Um, so we have a little bit of what he said today. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. 
In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. So he said that this morning, and uh, a lot of folks were like, well, at least he said those words. Well, it's really important that he but, said those words, yeah. because there are a lot of, I mean, I don't want to generalize. I know that there are, like we've talked about this, there are Trump supporters out there out there that are not racist, Sure, um, but there are I think that the whole white nationalist conversation and the white nationalist movement has seen a resurgence since he got elected. So it's very important for him specifically to denounce it and yeah. to say this is not okay. Well, what's interesting about it is like Donald Trump says so many things that that really uh, excite the white nationalist and the white supremacist and you know racist in this country. Um, there was a a, a, a a political satirical cartoon and it's like him sitting on the floor and he's like playing with a little uh, white supremacist toy and he's like winding up the back of it and it puts it on the ground and it starts waddling away and there's like all of these different ones and they have guns and swastikas and it's like yeah he winds them up and like and then kind of sets them out there and it's uh it's it's difficult because you know we've he's like talking about how we need to denounce white supremacy and racism and it's like yeah but you're like one of the primary you know um, purveyors of of that kind of content being put out into the world Um, because people have like like i said they have validation now they get they feel they get validation from him they feel they get validation from these other groups that are now forming because of all of this because the the nation is obviously divided and it's been divided even more so after this has happened so it's making people literally crazy yeah i uh kevin mccarthy who's the the lead uh republican in the house came out talking about video games and how we've got oh, to yeah. do I, better with that i've and- got this right in front of me the manifesto reportedly included a brief description uh to the first person shooter game call of duty so then of course everyone's like oh well it's Call of Duty's fault. Yeah, it's obviously video games, and I think doing blaming video games is such a cop out. I well, like I understand that there's there's a lot of violent video games out there. I've I play some of them, but there has been a ton of research about this over the years. TV, video games, and how it influences our brains. Yeah, uh, well, that and like there are, are so many other countries that that consume video games at the same rate that we do. That right. are on that list that you talked about that have no mass shootings or one mass shooting, and we have two hundred and fifty. I believe it is. So um, the idea that it's video games that are the problem and not the guns and not the gun laws and not the the background che- the lack of background checks and like we have more guns in this country than we have people, which is wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There yeah. are 340 million people in this country or so. I think it's 339 million people in this country, and we have more than more guns than that. That is wild. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna bring it up a little bit. We've got news it or lose it. Where oh, I'm looking at my news it or lose it stories, and they're fun. There. I will say. <laughs> Allie's already like uh, conspiring over there I'm to like, see what she can pull I'm like, let's just get off. extra yes, fun here. Exactly. Okay. We've got that. Then we've got a game that Allie's came, come up with called Influencer or Infant. I'll have to figure out which one is which. And we uh, texted our number neighbors. That didn't go so well. Well, that's coming up <laughs> next. I'll drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. We have a lot more to look forward to on the show. We have the Monday Munch Report. I did see my wife's birth grandmother for the first time. We met. We had gumbo. It was a story I will reveal during the Monday Munch Report. I I actually thought about it over the weekend, like, oh, how's the gumbo going? So, yeah. <laughs> I did put an Instagram story picture up of the, of said gumbo, but oh, I will goodness. describe in detail. Okay. Having grandma meals is a beautiful thing. Okay. Just having any meal at a grandma's house. Well, I don't think, give us too much, because makes... now you're going to tell me whether or not it was good. Okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm going to stop. 
I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. Let's get into news it or lose it. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. The time while I, while uh, whoa wa, where I give you five you stories. Do this in English, Allie. <laughs> uh, I will give you five headlines. How about I do it in an accent, <laughs> and then you decide what we news and what we lose, Jarrett. What you decide to news, we will go over in great great detail with the help of a bell. With the help of a little bell, making the decisions. You ready for your first headline? Let's do it. Okay. Frogs, toads, lizards, bats, and other things found in bagged salads. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Lose it, please. Uh, that sounds aw- <laughs> Like, I don't need those nightmares. Some I don't want of them, that in 10 instances, they were alive. The animals. Oh, hell. Oh, hell. Which hell I actually no. think is better. Oh, gosh. For everyone out there listening, I'm so sorry, but you're going to miss this one. <laughs> Okay. That's horrifying. It is horrifying. They're in a bag where they have food to be able to live. Oh, God. And that you're trying to be healthy. Move on, You're please. like trying to be healthy. You're please like, all right, on. fine, I'll go for the kale. The and that's what you get. The trauma. Just eat fat, people. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two, man who was accidentally circumcised in hospital mix-up awarded compensation. Oh, hell no. <laughs> News it. Okay. Uh, that actually just doesn't sound like it. I'd rather be accidentally circumcised than get a frog in my bag salad. I uh, pass. <laughs> yeah. No, answer the damn yeah, question. Hard okay. pass. Headline number three McDonald's new paper straws are not recyclable, but its banned plastic ones are. <laughs> what? News it. Okay. One, two, three, four. Okay. Headline number four, why you can't stop farting in the gym. (laughs) There are are six reasons. There are six things that happen. I don't think I've ever been gassy at the gym. Uh, Why not? (laughs) You've never been gassy at the gym? I don't think so. And then finally, mom credited with inventing gender reveal parties begs people to stop. Oh, well, we did kind of touch on this last week. Um, She's now like begging people to stop? (laughs) Apparently, yeah. Um, lose it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we are newsing the following. A man who was accidentally circumcised in the hospital, in a hospital mix-up, he's been given some money. Uh, the McDonald's new paper straws, right? Yeah. We're newsing that. I thought that you could use this for your book. <laughs> new paper straws are not recyclable, uh, b- recyclable, but the banned plastic ones are. And then why you can't stop farting in the gym? All that and more. Coming at you very soon. I would like for you to say why I, so that you can make that not a you statement, but an I statement. Why you can't stop farting in the gym. Okay. Because I'm not farting in the gym. Now I'm going to (laughs) pass. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared Hill. I'm Allie. Yep. Um, We are going to jump into uh, a conversation about... Our favorite segment around here. Mm-hmm. It's called News It or Lose It. Yes. And we will jump into the first story, which has to do with a man who was accidentally circumcised in a hospital mix-up and now has been given ample compensation. Actually, I would not say ample. Well, it depends on how ample he was to begin with. I Okay. <laughs> so there has been a lot of talk about how there are certain people who don't want to be circumcised and then they were when they were born and then they get older and they're like, this should have been my choice. I'm angry. So this guy, Terry, 
His name's Terry Brazier. I'm not even joking. <laughs> you can't make this up. He cannot make this up. He reached 70 years old before he was circumcised. But Wait, when yes. What? 70 years old, uncircumcised, proud of it, I'm assuming. This you know, so I difficult. I would I'm I mean I don't want to generalize too much, but I feel like uncircumcised men, especially when they're older, they're like very very vocal about it. They're like, "So what?" I've got foreskin and I'm proud of it. I, and you're like, I don't, who are the men that you're talking to? I don't know. I think I saw a documentary once. Anyway, <laughs> like, this this 70 year old man, he went into the hospital for a bladder procedure. Very, very simple. It was called a Christoscopy. And apparently his bladder was uh, not the focus and it should have been. Uh, the procedure was mistaken for another patient by hospital staff, and this guy, Terry Brazier, was accidentally circumcised. Next, you know, once he got out, he was starting to recover. He's like, hmm, my bladder doesn't feel too much better. The hospital then recognized that they had made a mistake. They apologized. They carried out an investigation. And then, today, the, here's the update on the story. It has been uh, confirmed that this was a mix-up, and they are awarding him how much money, do you think? Uh, there is not a check big enough. <laughs> well, again, depending on how big. I think you have to do it, yeah, based on inches. Uh, <laughs> I think, what, two grand an inch? I, Three? Well, no. Uh, okay, I would say at least needs to be a million dollars. It needs to be a million dollars? I mean, you cut off the man's manhood. But you didn't. You just cut off the part no, of it. Yeah, but like it really rent, it changes the whole situation. But does it when you're 70? I, it does. You don't know how sexually active he is. I guess. I guess you're right. You don't you're, know how he's getting it down. He could be going Mr. on those Brazier. cruises. Yeah. Exactly. He has bra in his name. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It's his mo. He was awarded twenty four thousand and three hundred dollars. <laughs> I would be. Seems uh, low. Brazier told the British, this was in Britain, by the way. They were like, yeah, we didn't remove much. Yeah, he told the British newspaper uh, that he was so distracted talking to hospital staff that he didn't notice he was getting the incorrect procedure until it was too late. They didn't know what to say when they found out they'd done it. They said they can't send me back to the ward. They needed to talk to me. And then he found out it was a real surprise. So there you go. That's your uh, weird circumcision story for the day. Along with your British accent situation. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for that. That's why I went to school for. I went to school to do those accents just for you, Jared. You you majored in British accentry? (laughs) Well, dialects was a part of it. Okay. And uh, yeah, I I excelled in that area. Let's move on to McDonald's and how their plastic straws have been banned and those were recycled. And the paper ones, the new ones that they're using, are not recyclable. So McDonald's has reportedly admitted that its new paper straws, which rolled out last year to help protect the environment, cannot be recycled, unlike the plastic versions they replaced. So, of course, this is a point in my column as I have been against the plastic straw alternatives for quite some time. Because you're, I, I, you're a Trump supporter. No, <laughs> I am not a Trump supporter, you were, obviously. You were one of those people buying the plastic Trump straws, weren't no, you? No, I, you were. I hate Trump Admit and it. I hate the environment. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Reasonable. <laughs> okay? No, I just I think that we need to have a better alternative. I don't think that paper straws are really working for anybody. I think that they cost probably more to, to make and then they end up being more trouble than they're really worth. But I don't understand why we can't get a recyclable plastic straw. Like, I, it seems like... Just make it a little thinner. That weird thin plastic that they use for those dumb water bottles and they fall apart as soon as you open them. 
Yeah, I mean, so yeah. That's the plastic that's apparently made out of recyclable materials. Problem solved. Okay. Apparently not, because <laughs> the the plastic straw bands are, you know, getting growing by the day. So all of these big companies that are used to doing plastic straws, they then have to do away with them. And then they're like, I don't know, get these paper ones. Apparently, the straws were introduced to all 1,361 McDonald's restaurants in the United Kingdom and Ireland. Why are all these stories from England? Anyway. And you're not even doing an accent, so I'm, I'm not, a little bit down. But the fast food giant acknowledged on Monday that the new versions are too thick to be processed by its recycling. Recyclers. Oh, While the materials are recyclable, their current thickness makes it difficult. Oh, man, this is kind of really goes with the last story, I was going to say, it? right after the circumcision yeah. story? We're and talking the, about girth? The, the paper straw was awarded $24,000. Uh, <laughs> the thickness has made it difficult for them to be processed by our waste solution providers, who also help us recycle our paper cups. So, there you go. You know, you're trying to do something good for the environment, and then you end up backpedaling. It's like they say about those tote bags. You know, those tote bags are supposed to be better for the environment. Those cost a lot of money and a lot of resources to make. You, you have mean the to, fabric bags at the grocery store? Yes. Oh, so, yeah. in order to make those worth it, you really have to use it a lot, a to lot, a lot. To this day, I have literally never used my tote bags that I was supposed to take to the grocery <laughs> Literally not once, and I've had them for over two years. So, then that you're part of the problem, Jerry. I am a part of the problem. And proud of it. Right. I'm buying Trump straws, apparently. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I always got more stories, and we've got a whole lot more show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jarrett Nally on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new channel Q. Okay, yes, drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. You know, uh, Jarrett brought up a very interesting point off the air, which I think we should get into, not now, but a little later in the show, or maybe later later in the week. Before that, I have to apologize to Emmy. I feel like our producers must get really nervous sometimes, because, like, literally, Rihanna went, oh, oh, and I got up and walked away from the microphone (laughs) to drop something interesting. Where are you going? Exactly, yes. But over the break, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about how when you start dating somebody new, how long do you wait before you put them on your social media? It's sort of uh, comparative to bring them home to meet your parents. You know, when you put somebody you're dating on social media, it's a big step. Yeah. So it's interesting to see people who always put the the flavor of the week on your social media. And then when you break up, do you take them off or do you just say, hey, them. Yeah, this we is my life. To, maybe so, we'll talk about that. I think uh, it'd be interesting because yeah. I do knew, know somebody who uh, has put significant others, even very short-term ones, all over social media, and it's confusing because you're like, "Who is she with? That? What is going on?" Right. Yeah. It's like I, I want to make sure I'm updated on your life, but every single date that you go on, I don't know. Like that's too much for me yeah. to follow. Wait, it, we'll see if we have enough time later on in the show to, to get into that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and if you have a, a a friend or if you do this, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call any anytime eight three three if you seven seven call Q. And if you have a rule about like, do you post them? Do you delete them if and when you break up? Like. There's a lot there. Yeah, I yeah. want to know your perspective. And uh, Dave, we know that you're listening, Dave, the Trump supporter, and that you have a Samsung phone because, of course, you do. <laughs> oh, Dave, that is such a yeah. It's like of no, course, I'm not going to go for the of the, course the Apple. Okay, of course, I'm going to go for the off-brand one because it's better than the. Yes, whatever. Of course, I would text not Dave and it would be green. Off-brand, yeah. Of definitely. course, I would text Dave and it'd be green. Okay, love we you, Dave. Have to, we love you, Dave. Call us anytime, 833-77-CALLKEY. Okay, let's get into a very serious conversation about passing gas at the gym. 
I go to the gym semi-regularly, and uh, we're in small classroom settings. I can't think of a worse place to pass gas than in the middle of a spin class when you are being forced to breathe at a rapid rate, and you cannot leave the room or walk away from the situation, and the person next to you has had something for dinner that now is is, uh, permeating your nostrils, and there's nothing you can do about it. But apparently, it is a a common problem. Not, of course, in, in, in... not specifically spin class, but in any gym situation, people be tootin'. And why they be tootin' is interesting. How you breathe plays a role. This, first of all, is this a problem for you, Jared? You said no. No, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, have I ever been gassy um, <laughs> while I was in the gym? I don't think I have. I mean, maybe I've, I have been. But, like, I know Emmy was talking about, like, she's had this kind of issue in the gym where, like, she said, like, she could smell it. And she was like, oh, my God, their fecal particles, what did you say, are in your mouth or something? So I get really triggered when people fart and I can smell it because, <laughs> like, you know, when people pass gas, there are fecal particles that physically yeah. leave them. Yeah. So, like, the thought of having somebody's you know stuff all up in my nostrils is it triggers a gag attack every single time Uh, uh, every time and I can't do it and people go mad at the gym but yeah the the gym is an interesting scenario because most people are wearing headphones so they can't even hear or see the ramifications really because they're just on a treadmill jamming to Katy Perry and tooting away and they can't hear it and then people like you are subject to this and they're just kind of moving on with their day while you have to suffer I I I always hear my cousin in my head because when we were kids whenever there would be like a bad smell he would go literally every time he'd go it's in my mouth it's in my mouth it's like a dog like I don't know what that sound is but like I always hear it's in my mouth okay so there are a few factors here apparently moving your body in general will make things move around any exercise that involves physical bending or twisting can cause the air in our digestive tract to literally be pushed out so that's a big part of it How you breathe then plays a role as well. Insufficient breathing or inefficient breathing while you work out makes it more likely that you will toot. And individuals in no, I I Justin's not here. I like getting creative. (laughs) An individual's inability to inhale and exhale properly can cause flatulence at a higher rate. I remember being a kid and watching Oprah and they were talking about flatulence for some reason and like they had hooked up this guy and this girl to a machine that would like 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 some kind of like underwear or something and it would measure how much you release throughout the day because they're like we actually are releasing gas all day but we just don't like really rip them until like certain times oh. and they were like oh no you you released like you know a ton of stuff throughout the day and it was like really and they're wow. like yeah you think that you're it's just, just doing escaping it. all day from yeah, us yeah yeah. I mean, it's how do you feel about that one, Emmy? I know, right? There's just fecal matter everywhere. So, now you just get, we are releasing it We're, as we speak. I wonder if we should be considering giving fecal matter a voice. <laughs> I mean, I think that if we put the microphones upside down, get creative, we oh, can. Okay, that's the way these microphones are shaped. That's way too channel key for me. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, yes, that trill has ended. Catchy trill. So that means it's time to talk again. It's Drop the Subject with Jarrett and Allie. That means we're back to the show. We are. We're back to gay talking instead of gay music. Oh, gosh. So, 
And speaking of gay talking, I was like, well, here comes a transition for you. Time for the Monday Munch Report. <laughs> this part always creeps me out. Yum, 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 yum. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Okay. We have lots to talk about. I ate Cajun food over the weekend with my wife's birth grandmother, who we met for the first time. But before we get into that, I just wanted to start with a bit of food news, if you don't oh, mind. Look out. I know that... I wasn't prepared for this, Emmy, re- so whatever's about to happen. Regular milk was running the show for far too long. The milkman was oh, a I hot commodity, dropping off full, whole vitamin D milk. Then it became He was skin. also dropping off some vitamin D. Oh, yeah. The, vi- the milkman, Dro- <laughs> having plenty of kids. That mi- milkman. Milkman was milkman dropping, was, off, the, <laughs> dropping off the D. Yeah. So, then we moved on to skim milk. Justin's like, move on, move yeah, on. Please, God. <laughs> uh, then non-fat milk. Then we were like, oh, we can't even have non-fat milk. Why don't we get some cashew milk up in here? Some some almond milk, some lactate, some everything. I then, almost tried oat milk this weekend. Oh, stop it. Oat I, milk Oat milk. I've actually had in coffee. Yeah. And it's not bad there. I've heard that it's, but, it's decent. Enter banana milk. Banana milk. I saw this headline and I was like, I literally went, oh girl. And I kept going. I mean, or it's apparently banana milk has entered the dairy wars. The origin story of banana milk begins in the halls of the world's eighth grade, eighth largest bank where a restless financier felt the itch for something new. So I, I don't want to get into all of this because we have a lot of other food stuff to get to, but uh, just... Look forward to yet another thing. That that dairy fridge in the grocery store is just getting larger and larger and larger. So or non-dairy I mean, fridge, I guess. Exactly. Um, so banana milk. Expect like, banana milk. I really don't uh, want my milk to taste like nanners. I don't have a. Did you say nanners? I love a good nanner. I. But I don't want the milk of the nanner. I mean, who doesn't love a good banana? But that's not what we're talking about. No. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, this weekend for me was difficult because I had a premiere to go to it with HBO, and I was there partying with um, all the cast of uh, a Black Lady Sketch Show. And what I didn't know about this premiere, so I thought I just put the address into the Uber and was like, "Oh, you know, can you take me here?" And I assumed it was a theater, like you know, like most premieres. Um, and as we were driving, like we were, we drove past all of the theaters and started going into the hills. And I was like, "Where the hell are we going?" Oh. And I realized, like, it's at a mansion. On, with a the, private movie theater. Well, like they had like a huge screen set up in the back, a, a huge screen out by the pool, a big screen in the house, and it's like all of like Black Hollywood is there. Oh. And I'm like, well, not all of it, but like a lot of Black so Hollywood. So Beyonce was there. Was there? Yes. Um, and so, and so uh, I'm like so taken aback, like, oh my God, this is really great. And there's like light bites moving around the room. Oh, I love a good light bite. Me and Shar were talking about, like, I love a light bite. Shar was there as well, Shar oh. uh, Jossel. And, uh, and so, like, I, I'm like, oh no, I can't have that. <sighs> <laughs> oh no, I can't have that. Oh, a water for me, please. Yeah. Wait, what is that? It's a horrible feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the beats out. No, thank you. No, I can't have. Th- and then I was like, I want that. Uh, <laughs> and so I had it. And then they had this drink. What called, did you have? Um, I they had a drink called Summer Water, which was like tequila and grapefruit juice and like agave and like 
it was delicious. And then they had like a slider of some sort that I avoided like three times. But by the time it came back around, I was like, damn it, I'll have two. See, that it seems like a trend with you where you are, you will deny, 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 and eventually partake. Yeah. Because that's what happened with the, whenever I see donuts here or bagels. I, I fight it for a while. You fight it for, like, yeah, especially because we do a show for four hours. It's a long yeah. time to be in the same room as bagels. So you are... <laughs> <laughs> denying, denying, and denying for hour one, hour two, hour three, and Allie, then finally hour four, you're like, because, forget it, well, I lost it. I knew that I could cheat on Sunday because Sunday would have been a full 14 days. And so then I had a date and it was like, we're going out for drinks. And then they had they had mocktails on the menu and I was like, this is amazing. So sure, I'll do that. And then we went out for more drinks and I, I had a drink. So I was oh. like, yeah. And then Saturday was just a an S show. <laughs> Saturday was just, it was my first day off in two weeks. And I was like, I want this and I want that and I want this. But then yesterday I cleaned it up. I saw a roasted eggplant on Instagram and I was like, that actually looks interesting. It was roasted eggplant. That wasn't with, an eggplant, Jared. Shut up. It was a roasted eggplant. I was like, this looks with, delicious. With meat sauce and tomato, like a tomato just sauce getting gayer, covered in cheese. And so I like, I got up and I went to the store and I made it and it was delicious. And I brought some today for you lunch. Did, you showed me your, uh, your eggplant. It Thank looks you very delish. much. It's nice to see eggplants in 3D. I feel like I only see them in emoji form now. Well, it's funny because when I went to the grocery store to buy them, I was like, Eggplants don't look anything like they do in the emoji. They're not long. They're like wide, bulbous. <laughs> Never mind. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Allie, the birth family, the gumbo, we've got to know what happened. All that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett, and we are in the middle of the Monday Munch Report, where we go over things we ate, uh, crazy food trends, and as I speak, Jarrett is cutting into his eggplant. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are you really about to take a bite right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, Allie has a good story coming up, so I have I have ample bite time. You do, you do. Yes. Yeah, you enjoy your eggplant while I unfold this story for you. <laughs> An actual eggplant, you nasty people. Yeah. Get your minds out of the gutter. But there are a bunch of D's in here. Channel Q. Okay. So, <laughs> this weekend, I, uh, as I had said on Friday, I was about to go meet my mother and my, uh, my wife's birth family. This is a birth family she didn't necessarily know about. She thought up until six months ago that a certain dude was her birth dad and that he was dead. Turns out he's got, she definitely has a different birth dad than everyone thought who is alive and well and living in Sacramento. We have officially met the birth dad's mom. So this is her paternal grandmother. We did not meet the sister. If you guys have missed this whole story over the course of the last it's crazy. two months or something, you have to go back and listen to the pods because there's so many crazy details about this story. She has a long, long, long lost totally sister she didn't know yeah. about that's also named Katie. It's nuts. So Katie, the sister, did not show up. What? Didn't show up. So it was just me, Katie, and Granny. Hold on. Let's stop before we even get to the food. <laughs> Katie was so excited about meeting Katie. Yeah, and apparently Our Katie, Katie was so excited about meeting new Katie, yeah. And meeting young Katie. Katie apparently is usually very reliable, but was not answering her phone and not answering text messages. So she completely not, avoided she you guys. She completely ghosted us. Did and she know that you're on the radio? Because she knew we were going to talk about this on Monday. <laughs> Maybe she's listening. Are you listening, Katie? Katie? Was she was she like wow. from a rival station trying so to mess special. up our show? Special, yeah. 
How share dare DNA, she? but you can't share your time with us. I'm so hurt about this. Okay, how so? How did Arcady respond? She was fine. I mean, I think she, she was, we were both a little bit like, oh, but it was great because old people are awesome. And we went to her little retirement community and Aww. she was telling us about their swim activities that they do and how they play mahjong every week. I mean, it was just the cutest. I love she it. is adorable. So we talked about all kinds of things. Katie has a lot of similarities with the grandma. Uh, she played softball when she was younger. Really? So adorable. Yeah, she so loves traveling. she was traveling. giving lesbian teas. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we finally sat down for the gumbo after talking for about two hours. I was like, for God's Where sake. Frick is I'm like, gumbo? I understand that we need to get through some information here. But... Do they live at a singer community? She does, yeah. So she cooked it at the singer community? Well, she cooked it. She has an apartment. Like, she has a little in, condo. Right, right, right. In, yeah, so in she the, cooked she, it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has an apartment in the community. So the bowls are all out. I'm ready to go. Did you know that you eat gumbo traditionally in New Orleans, you eat it with potato salad? And that there are a lot of people in New Orleans who dip their potato salad in the gumbo. Literally never heard that. But I do hear the music, which means whether or not it was good, it's going to have to wait another moment. <laughs> I hate to hear American Idol, you guys, but we have to do it. Damn. All that's coming up. Uh, my mouth is watering now thinking about gumbo, and we have to wait. So we'll take a quick break when we come back on the other side. <laughs> was Ali's gumbo good or was it not? And potato salad, like who knew? That's coming up. You're on the edge of the, your seat, aren't you? I am. I know it. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Will someone let that guy be him? Jeez. He's like begging, like, come on. I mean, it's just on repeat. Just let him be himself. Okay. If anywhere, he should be able to be himself on Channel Q. He can. He can. Because we give everyone a voice. Just, this guy can be him. No problem. Say, we give everyone a voice. Uh, all right. It's time for, I think, I, I hope that this goes well because I've been looking forward to it. This is about to be my favorite part of today's show, I think. I went to a baby shower this weekend. The mother-to-be, she was opening some presents. She saw, you know, we saw a bunch of clothes. She's doing baby. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to finish my story. I was going to say, what happened to okay, the, sorry, the gumbo? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, all right. I know everyone's waiting for the gumbo. G- Ginger Justin's holding up a thing that says, and what I'm about sitting here your like, story? I'm like, should I interrupt okay, her? Okay, all right, fine. Okay. So we, uh, just to catch everybody up, we met Kate, my wife's birth grandmother. We'd never met her before. She lives in an old people community. She's the cutest. She's the nicest little old lady. She played softball when she was a kid. Unbelievable. Her husband was a professional chef. They owned a few restaurants. Mm -hmm. So she knows how to cook. And she had bowls waiting on the table, which I was staring at the entire two hours we were talking and sharing pictures and stories and all kinds of things. Finally, she goes, are you hungry? And we were like, yes, yes. yes I'm, I mean, sure, sure, I could eat. Yep. So she says, okay, let me heat up the gumbo. So then I had to wait for another 20 minutes for it to be uh, heating up where I could smell right. the smell. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I just wanted to say, old people recipes and grandma recipes is just a great way to learn how to cook. Right. Because you're not reading something online where you just have ingredients in front of you and right. then you get a million pictures of being like, I decided on a Saturday that I wanted to make some I gumbo. That, yeah. And then I decided that my little two-year-old doesn't like gumbo. So then I meant so there's a whole stupid life story. I thought that would be an alternative story. if I added oh. eggplant. This lady was just like, you make a roux by putting a bunch of oil and flour in a pot. You stir it for 45 minutes until it gets nice and brown and crackly. 
Exactly. Then you add the Holy Trinity, which is celery, onion, and bell peppers. That is the the Holy Trinity in in uh, New Orleans food, apparently. And then, I mean, it takes her hours to make this. Yeah. And gumbo, when we got it, it was more like a soup. I thought it was, I mean, I think about gumbo, I always think of it being a little thicker. Right. And I think of it being red. Apparently, putting tomatoes in gumbo is, is a big, big no-no. Mm-hmm. This gumbo was dark, dark brown color. Yeah. And it was delicious. Okay, so it delivered. Okay. It, it delivered, but then she also prefaced it by saying, well, I'm, I'm 85 years old now and my sense of taste and smell has changed. So she was nervous about it not tasting as good as it usually does because okay. she was like, I can't really taste salt that much anymore. I can't oh, really no. like smell that. How old be- was she? She's 85. Okay. Looks great, by the way. Sure. I made a great choice with who I married because I was a little worried being adopted. I was like, I don't know what I'm know. getting myself into. <laughs> And then I saw her and I was like, she looks pretty good. She I don't know what these jeans are going to do to you. Yeah. So it was some good ass gumbo. And then she made the potato salad, which I was commenting on that it tasted so good. And then I was like, wait, was it bought at like Costco or something? Because I was like, this is so great. And I didn't want her to be like, well, I didn't make that. Yikes. But she made it from scratch and it was like, you would never I've notice. I've never heard of potato salad and gumbo Yeah, before. you eat the potato salad. I mean, you, you make the gumbo, you pour it over rice. And mm-hmm. into a bowl, and then you eat the potato salad while you're eating the gumbo. And apparently, potato salad isn't really a side in New Orleans; more of like it, a base. Yeah, I'm so wondering if people this is dip it in their gumbo. Your people do. I wonder if this what? is a white thing. No, this is a Creole thing. I don't dumbass. know. I've just never heard that before. And well, I have like a whole like Southern family. I've never heard this from New Orleans. From like throughout the South, yeah. Okay, like, well, and this lady's lineage—they've been in New Orleans since the 1600s. I don't know. I'm not saying you're okay. wrong. I'm just saying I'm wondering. There if it's are a white like thing. ghost versions of her lineage. Were there? Were in there? Were there New raisins Orleans. in the potato salad? No. Okay, just making sure. Just making no, sure. No, that would be a Listen, I'm a journalist. I have to ask the tough questions. Okay, well, you know what? It was very, very good. I did add a Sounds little bit really of salt, okay. I will say. Not and mad she at that. was nervous that it was going to be too spicy. It wasn't spicy at all. Okay. Which, so if I had it my way, I would have added a little salt and I would have made it a little spicier. But I think she was nervous about it because yeah. she was old. Did you bring some for the whole class? No, because I had to go Allie. on a plane. I had to go on a plane. I'm not going to bring a bucket of gumbo on a plane. That's so Justin, liquid. She doesn't care about us, is what you're hearing, right? It was liquid. Yeah, I, listen. I wasn't going to pour that in a trash bin before I got through security. What I'm hearing is, I didn't care about you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I did want to, because I was, you're so com- I'm so comfortable around grandparents, yeah. and I really wanted to be like, okay, I ate a batch. Now you're supposed to give me a batch I to mean, bring home. Hello, and she if you love me. She didn't offer that, oh, but yeah. I really wanted, I saw it was a huge pot. Like, I'm sure she would have given it to me yeah. if I had asked, but it really wasn't my place to ask. Otherwise, Cut to I, you walking out with an enormous pot of gumbo. <laughs> the entire pot, not right. even a to-go Which container. Which is not a cheap thing to make either. <laughs> She's like, I don't love you that much. We just met, lady. Okay, we got sidetracked. Uh, but now we are about to get into the game. So Influencer or Infant is about to commence. I gave you a hint over the tease. I will give it to you again. Jarrett, cover your ears. I was out. Okay. I'm okay. leaving the studio. This is a, a, a girl sitting in a car seat in a pink onesie wearing a Cubs hat looking into the camera with bright blue eyes. Now, is that an infant or is that an influencer? It's going to be a tougher game than you think. So stick around. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Now it is time to get into our game. Actually, Allie, we're going to slip into a different conversation. No! (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I've been working on this all weekend. Okay. Uh, I was, just to 
re- repeat my story that I was about to get into before I was rudely interrupted and said, hey, Allie, why don't you finish the story you were telling before? Uh, I went to a baby shower this weekend. Mom was opening some presents. And of course, it's a bunch of baby clothes. And I was reading oh, some of the a baby shower. Gross. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was standing next to another girl and she was like, oh, wow, that's my favorite part. And I was like, are you being sarcastic? And she was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Let's sit through this together. Uh, and we, you know, we watched mom to be opening a bunch of things, but I was looking at the clothes and I was going, you know, some of the things that are written on these clothes, like part-time mermaid, I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I've seen influencers or people like grown ass adults wearing the same clothes. It's kind of hard to tell these days. <laughs> so I figured, why don't we play a game where I'll describe an outfit or just the picture in general. And then you can guess, Jarrett, okay. whether an infant is in the picture or an influencer. And I understand you even made an intro for this game. This is influencer or infant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is horrifying. If you were gonna have nightmares tonight, congratulations. We've turned that ship right around. Here oh is your first image. I'm trying Jared. not to look over in your direction. Okay. <clears throat> I see a woman. She is wearing overalls. She also has a sun hat and sunglasses that are shaped like strawberries and have strawberry print on them. She is also holding a gardening shovel and the hashtag uh, in the caption reads, hashtag garden life. Is this an influencer or is this a little baby infant? I would have thought infant, but you said woman. Well, okay, that doesn't. If I say woman, girl, guy, none. Don't think of any of that. That's just oh, um, the strawberry thing. I don't know what it is about the strawberry outfit, but that makes me think infant. Mm-hmm. Um, the overalls too, very infanty, but infant. Well, but I know a inf- lot of adults wearing uh, overalls. They now. are back. It's a thing now. Um, They're also wearing like baby shoes now. I would say infant. That Final is answer. Incorrect. Oh. It was hey an guys, influencer. Welcome to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the second Wait, one. Play it again, Justin. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. to my channel. So okay. that's that's the influencer answer. Great. I love it. What's okay. the baby answer, uh, Justin? <laughs> okay. Which I really thought it'd be a baby going. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. channel. <laughs> All right. Number two. There are two girls sitting poolside. They're in matching floral bikinis with fringe. One has their hair pulled back in a poof ball scrunchie. One is holding an open container of yogurt, brand outward facing. Another is holding a Buzz Lightyear and Forky action figure. Oh, Jesus. Are Um, they infants or are they influencers? I'm going to say influencers mm, I have this picture right in front of me they are infants are you serious here you go <laughs> they're little, little girls like little girl influencers with yogurts yeah I know well I, this game is really brought to you by the hashtag influencer because all Noted. I had to do okay. was do that and I saw a bunch of pictures of babies and adults doing all kinds of weird stuff alright <laughs> uh, here's your third one Girl laying down on a bed in a white sundress. Okay. Wearing a rose-colored beaded bracelet 
holding a small plastic toy that is shaped like a pineapple, and it is partially in her mouth. <laughs> Lord, this just took a turn. Is that... Oh, oh, and the hashtag or the caption reads, "So in love with this blush and gold bracelet from Little Lunsco." Little. Make Lunsco. sure to check out their new fall lineup. Is this an influencer or an infant? Um, I th- ooh, that's actually really difficult. <laughs> I I think it's an infant, but I'm not confident. You are correct. Oh, am I? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We should put these. I could totally up. see an adult doing that. Yeah, like, exactly. Nowadays, being yeah. like, I'm just going to casually lay on this bed with a weird plastic toy halfway in my mouth while looking into the camera. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Yeah, welcome to my channel, <laughs> and get this blush and gold bracelet, and I'll and I'll you know get paid to endorse it. Okay, next one. There's a girl in a park wearing sneakers and a two piece. It's like a you know those sh- like uh, spandex shorts that go like to the knee. Spandex shorts that go to the knee. It's yeah, like, they're, they're like, like little biker shorts, but yeah, like the long ones. But they're like loose. Yeah. Okay. So it's a two-piece beige. So there's the bottom half is beige, the top part is beige, and then she is also wearing an oversized pink sweater that hangs off the shoulders and goes all the almost all the way to the ground. She's also pretending to eat a lollipop. I'm horrified about the idea that this might be a child. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm going to say influencer. <laughs> this is an influencer. Oh, my God. Welcome to my channel. Hey, guys. Is that Emmy? It's okay. Emmy. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel. This outfit is awful. It's awful. Atrocious. But especially because the, the sweater is so oversized and she's holding a lollipop, I thought it would be a The lollipop difficult. definitely makes it a little over the top. Okay. Here's your final one really quickly. Okay. The one I've been teasing. The one that you have not heard yet. Oh, the one every time I'm out of the studio? Yep. Okay. She sits in the back seat wearing a pink onesie and a Cubs baseball cap. She sits in a car seat. So then I'm sure that that it can't be an infant. Okay. Um, Well, okay, so obviously it would be an infant. It is neither. It is a dog. A dog, ladies and gentlemen, in a pink onesie and a Cubs baseball hat sitting in a car seat. An actual car seat made for puppies. (laughs) What is the sound? (laughs) Well, this is a really tough game. It's really difficult to tell the difference between an influencer, an infant, and a canine. So maybe that's another game that we'll play next week or next month or who knows. Maybe we'll never play it again. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for listening. There is much more Drop the Subject on the way, so stick around. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are going to get into a conversation that we touched on last week about a story that came out in the Washington Post that had the headline, We are African Americans, we are patriots, and we refuse to sit idly by. This came after uh, President Trump was really going after those four um, congresswomen of color, um, saying that they needed to go back to where they came from and uh, talking about the them <laughs> coming from places that were uh, gross and how they needed to fix them. It was a really, really ugly period. And uh, President Obama actually uh, retweeted and shared this article, which was kind of a, a quiet way of him uh, supporting what came out of this article. Um, 149 African-Americans who served in the Obama administration signed on to this uh, kind of open letter, if you will, that was published in the Washington Post. One of them joins us now. His name is David Johns. He's the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition. David, how's it going? 
It's going wonderfully. Thank you for asking. So, uh, first things first, I wanted to uh, ask, how did this uh, op-ed in the Washington Post come about um, from all of you? Yeah, I appreciate that. And also want to state at the beginning that while there were 148 names that were signed on in the op-ed that was published, um, there were more than 200 of us who came together, um, who signed on, uh, and who were a part of a number of conversations uh, that included discussions about um, our uh, both individual and collective experiences uh, working as appointees in the Obama administration, uh, something we referenced in the letter um, that we discussed uh, while listening to uh, the current occupant of the Oval Office uh, leverage that platform um, not to heal or otherwise find ways to ensure that um, the foundation of democracy is concretized, um, but to destroy and to divide, particularly around difference. Uh, and we reflected upon what that felt like when we heard him and others um, attack our president. I still refer to uh, Barack Hussein Obama, Michelle Obama, Obama uh, as my president and first lady. Um, and so there was lots of discussion about that. Um, and we also acknowledging that many of us um, are working in uh, different spaces. I'm in public policy and advocacy in the academy as a researcher. Um, there are folks who are elected officials um, who are still in many ways connected to um, the things that we cared so much about and having the opportunity to serve our country in the Obama administration. So the question was, what could we do now? Um, and we decided that at a minimum, uh, we could come together uh, and write a statement about our uh, shared feelings, uh, really underscoring the point that much like um, the elected officials that were uh, named um, in the attacks, um, again, from the current occupant of the Oval Office before uh, female members of Congress and then more recently, uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings. Um, others that we are also American. We love our country. Uh, we have no intention of leaving the country that uh, many of our ancestors helped to build for free, um, in the words of Angela Rye. Uh, I wanted to make that clear. So, uh, I mean, I think it's amazing that you're doing this. What has the response been from this? Because you're saying, oh, we, you know, we didn't want to sit idly by. We wanted to do something. So the first step was to create this op-ed and get everybody on board. What has the response been and what do you feel are the next steps? Yeah, uh, at least three things come to mind. So there have been people like yourselves who have made space for us to be able to talk about uh, this, both um, that which we were able to do under the previous administration, uh, the work that still remains that has been neglected uh, by the current administration, uh, and really the concern that we have, uh, and I'll talk specifically for myself as an educator, I taught kindergarten and third grade in New York, um, uh, teach college uh, courses now, uh, and I remain uh, uh, gravely concerned about what um, not only the rhetoric, but the practices and policies that are coming out of this administration um, are doing for emboldening uh, wayward white people is a word that I heard a friend Bakari Sellers use recently on CNN, uh, but really teaching uh, children uh, that rather than celebrating uh, the difference um, that comes in the diversity that has always existed in our country, uh, that we should otherwise be divided. Um, and so the ability to continue to talk about um, the work that remains, how it is that we um, as individuals have continued to do that work, uh, including in the period where there wasn't a spotlight, our people weren't uh, providing space for us to talk about it, um, and the responsibility that we all have as citizens of this country uh, for being better, uh, for doing what Michelle Obama said a long time ago, which is finding ways to go high and be thoughtful about the work that still remains when people are going low. Um, but really everybody being uh, acutely aware of the fact that we're in crisis mode and, and, and have to do a better job of responding to these attacks. 
David, I want to touch on this headline because it, it, it sits with me uh, and it, I feel like it's intentional and not uh, not uh, incidental. It's, the headline is, we are African-Americans, we are patriots, we refuse to sit idly by. And I, I, I've talked on the show about, uh, before about the idea that white is always the default for human. And when we talk about um, how America, the idea of the American dream and the all-American family and all that, that always like has some kind of white undertone to it. So when I see we are patriots in your headline, can you expand on what it means to be a patriot? Because I, I think that's really strong. Yeah, I think that acknowledging all of what you said, it was our way of chan- chan- challenge- challenging and channeling the ways that white supremacy and anti-blackness often work together. Um, so black feminists have said a long time ago that there are signs, systems, and symbols that work to make those things omnipresent and invisible at the same time. Uh, and they often work in the ways in which you describe Well, people, when we talk about what it means to be uh, a man, the default is to be strictly heterosexual and white. Right? When we talk about what it means to be a woman, the default is to be uh, is presumably strictly heterosexual uh, and white and female. Uh, and so that was a way for us to trouble that, to acknowledge that um, as long as there have been people fighting for equality uh, and, and the collective rights of others, um, those people were black. Uh, more specific to the work that I do leading the National Black Justice Coalition, which is the nation's only civil rights organization that sits intentionally and unapologetically at the intersections of racial equity and LGBTQIA+, and I use the term same gender loving, in part because gay is a political identifier often for things that are important to gay white men. Um, but, but I do that work because there are black queer women, often black trans women, uh, who are at the forefront of these fights who get erased. Uh, the connection for me is that we have just moved out of June. Uh, June, for most people, is uh, celebrated popularly as Pride Month. Very few people know that there would not be a Pride acknowledgement of anything publicly if it, if it were not for the Stonewall resistance. The media calls it a riot, in part because of the righteous rage of queer people. But there was a black trans woman. At the time, we didn't have the term trans. Um, they called her a cross-dresser. She performed drag. Um, but it was um, Marsha P. Johnson and her Latinx uh, sister and good Sylvia P. Rivera, um, who stood in the space of saying that we were not going to be uh, continually attacked by police who were doing this simply because we show up in a category that someone deemed marginalized or minority in a particular way. Uh, and so for all of us, again, acknowledging the diversity that exists, uh, me being a black, same gender loving man from Inglewood, California, um, so many of the other people on our list being from uh, different communities across this country, some major metropolitan spaces, some small rural isolated communities, uh, some of us having parents who uh, were forced here as enslaved Africans, uh, some of whom migrated in ways that are akin to the ways that the current occupant of Oval Office and his family and other colleagues in their administration have enjoyed. All of us are David. part of a shared community that continues to be attacked as a result of the legacy of things that we don't want to talk about. Uh, and so we connected those words as a way for us to highlight the importance of that, um, of the need to do that, and then David. again to connect to the ways that we are individually and collectively engaged in that effort. David Johns, thank you so much for joining us, uh, the executive director of the National Black Justice Coalition. We will happily tweet out this article for anyone to read and support it, and uh, we'd love to have you back. More Drop the Subject is on the way, so never fear. DTS is here. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
Yep, dropped the subject, Allie and Jarrett. And you know what I was just thinking? You were eating an eggplant earlier, and I am now eating a peach. It is very stereotypical lesbian and gay wow. foods today. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yeah. We're really, Channel Q. <laughs> very. We're really leaning into it here. All right. We are running out of time, so let's already get to the headline selection portion of News It or Lose It. <laughs> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, that's all right. It's time for News It or Lose It. So, we're going to jump right into this first headline. I This is great. Couple takes engagement photos at Target because why not? Oh, Hmm, what section would they be in? I mean, I'm Bath I'm guessing I'm guessing the home section, but I don't know. Yeah, home decor. Mm, sure. All right. A hiker in Canada was approached by a cougar. She blasted Metallica to scare it off. <laughs> cougar versus cougar? News it. <laughs> um this uh, this seems right up your alley. No pun intended. Well, pun intended. 28 baby names that parents will likely regret in a few years. Yeah. No, this is good because we still have to think about our baby dr- name draft. Right. Remember we did that year? Yeah, yeah. It seems like years ago. Months ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. News it. Um, this produce is predicted to become the next big thing. God. I know. I mean, I want to know about that, too. You can say yes. It's All okay. right, fine. I'll news it. All right. And then the dictionary.com word of the day is... Lose it. <laughs> Before I, I know. Just you. lose it. Lose I it. Lose it. The dictionary.com word of the day is intellection. No. That was the opposite of the election. Maybe. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, yes. Drop the subject, Allie and Jarrett. It's been quite a show so far. We've... Uh, had some. We've, we've covered a lot have, of real estate. We've been all over the damn map today. We really have been. And now we are going to cover some of the stories that I wanted to news in this hour's News It or Lose It. Here we go. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. So, we've got time for two stories in this break. I want you to decide, do you want to go first with these fruits and vegetables are going to be the, the new hotties, or the couple takes their photos, their engagement photos in Target? Which one are you going to do first? I want to do the produce first. All right. The produce that is going to be making, uh, it says, these fruits and vegetables are predicted to be the next big thing. So, it starts <laughs> off talking about how, like, kale becomes- It's about like eggplant a, again. It is about eggplant. It's the next it's big actually thing. Not. Um, do you remember how kale became, like, a big thing, and, like, oh, everyone was talking about it, and you're like, kale, kale. Kale. And kale is horrible. It's it, it takes a lot of work to make it good. Yeah. yeah. It's um, too much work. Yeah. And so they're talking about how like all these different things come up. Like there are people that are chefs that start including things on their menus and they become popular and more and more people want them. Or social media has an influence on that. And so they kind of they have experts who kind of like work in this in the food space that are looking at what the trends are. And these are the foods that they think are going to be the next big things. The first one is kumquats. S- Yes, actually. Are you kidding? Yes. Uh, it's not kumquats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was really convincing, right? I was like, that's another Channel Q friendly yeah. vegetable. I don't, fruit. I don't even know what the hell it Channel is. Channel Q. Okay. <laughs> Brought the to first, you by kumquats. The first one. <laughs> that actually sounds like a product that would be really gay. Not touching it. Never mm. mind. Um, uh, <laughs> I, my whole mind just went a whole other place. 
Okay, the first one is seaweed. They oh, of course. They said that uh, the food, the one of their food and beverage industry analysts um, sees the popularity of this vegetable increasing. It says it's one of the fastest growing items at restaurants. Um, it's also spilling over into the home through snack foods. And we've seen seaweed chips and stuff like that at Trader Joe's. And they're actually pretty good. I've been eating those for years. The ones that are covered in wasabi. I've had those too, yeah. Those are the ones, because the other ones just taste like crap. Because, the yes, I mean, it's good that this is becoming popular, I guess, because there's plenty to go around. I mean, seaweed, and now we're just eating things that grow under boats, literally. Yeah, so it says that um, in the last decade, we've we've been introduced to the notion that food either has healing or sustaining power to it, and it's something that consumers are actively looking for when they're filling up their shopping carts, and there's a lot of great stuff in seaweed. The next one is jackfruit. Are you familiar? jackfruit this is all channel it is very channel qe right jackfruit is one of those fruits that they say i've I've always heard jackfruit as like a great um alternative for like pulled pork or pulled chicken because of the way that it cooks and so it says um it's a southeast asian uh fruit food and it says it's been used for a lot of vegan protein um when you're trying to have something that kind of tastes like meat apparently jackfruit is able to like kind of substitute the texture and also the protein of meat i have eaten jackfruit i believe when we went to thailand on our vacation but i don't remember it tasting like anything which i guess is what the what they went with with cauliflower they're like cauliflower tastes like nothing so let's just grind it up into rice you put and it, into cook sauce it into something and, whatever, and make yeah. it yeah manipulate it so this other story is this couple took their engagement photos at a target um they're a gay couple in uh they're gay gay they're gay gay not cray cray they're in Erie, <gasps> pennsylvania and they were working with their photographer on all these different places that they could have gone a forest or some train tracks or the outskirts of town and they said that target had become their local Local, like favorite thing to go do like people love Target and so they went and took all their photos in Target and like they're like in the aisles like oh, on a cart they're kissing over they're the shopping cart that's very adorable they have hubby mugs so I'll tweet out the link to this on, on DCS show so you can see their photo shoot that happened in Target it's kind of cute yeah kind of but I really think that train tracks would have been cuter yeah probably Oh, because this gives a whole idea of like a clean up on aisle 7 a whole other situation yeah drop the subject we'll be right back the new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Bringing things back to the 1980s, apparently. <laughs> Let's just drop the subject with Alet and, uh, Alet and Jerry. That's there we go. Uh, us? Is that, is, that, is that what we're... <laughs> is that us? I don't know, but all we really know is that we're in the middle of News It or Lose It. So let's continue on before we run out of time. I have to say, I when we're in the break, uh, I saw this headline, or Justin sent us this headline, um, that the Republican National Committee has released their convention uh, logo that will be for when they nominate their Republican candidate, who will seemingly be Donald Trump next year. And the logo is their elephant in front of a crown. <laughs> Which is so cringeworthy to me because there is no crown in American government, in American society, or American culture. And we have a president who wants to be president forever and is always talked about as a dictator or as a a king. And literally the Republicans are putting out a logo with a crown in it. That That makes my spine, like, cringe. I think it's just, it's so confusing to me. Like, I look at it and I'm like, where, what country are we in? Like, I thought that this was, wow. is this a British thing? No. Is it an American thing? That no. so wild to me. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> how, yeah, listen, I don't know Justice how to deal with that. 
Okay, so uh, this story that I saw today, um, the headline really caught my eye because we talk a lot about baby names on the show. And so I was, it, it was talking about like the baby names that will not age well. Um, and I'm just going to jump into them because we only have a few minutes here. But like the first one on the list I've actually heard before, it's Absidae. Which is spelled A B C D E. Oh, you know somebody. I feel like this constantly gets brought up. Is this is is this a myth? Is this no, like an old like, urban I, legend, or is it real? I do know that. Remember, and when I lived in Atlanta, there was like someone there with the name Absiday, and like the 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 joke was like, "Are you for real?" And they're like, "Yes, it's my name." Uh, um, oh, but they didn't like the name. No, no, no. I what mean, what do you say for short then? Ab, maybe. Ab. I mean, I have a friend who named Abinette, and we call her Ab. But I guess you'd be Ab. I don't know. Hmm. Um, another one is. Uh, <laughs> Who is naming their kids these stupid-ass names? Um, This name is Helzel, H-E-L-L-Z-E-L, and it comes from um, this person, according to uh, the woman given the name. Her mother liked the name Hazel, but her dad was a biker who loved Hell's Angels, so they came up with Helzel. (laughs) You should go See, these are decisions that you make when you're drunk. Exactly. And then you don't for some reason retrace your steps and hey, say hey, hey this hey, was hey, hey. yeah whoa, whoa. this yeah. wasn't a great choice and then before you know it it's on a birth certificate I was drunk the day my baby was born right. which is a whole other issue but yeah uh, Khaleesi not a good name for a child so my wife's one of my wife's co-workers has a kid and uh, he recently revealed the name of his kid and it's Circe like, why would you do that? And why would you do the bad, the the villain? The bad fr- one, exactly. Drogo's on the na- on the list as well. Um, another name that's on this list that I literally thought about this yesterday, so it's funny that it's in this article is Alexa. Oh, which was a great name before. Yeah, yeah. I think, Unlike I, Siri. Yeah, but I think that there were a lot of series out there too that have felt very impacted by the uh, robot assistant wave. And now no one even talks about them, you know, because yeah. we have a, a friend named Alexis and she is <laughs> Alexis. OK, Alexis, dumb lady. I was watching a movie yesterday and there, uh, Alexis was in it. And every time they would say her name, my Alexa would light up. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So then we we changed the name of the robot to Echo because mm-hmm. then now we can talk crap about Alexis. No, right. it's not just about talking crap. <laughs> but it's like, you. sometimes you're like, oh, I just don't, won't bring it up. Yeah. I don't talk about like, oh, we should make plans with... Oh, forget it. I oh, forget it. Poor Alexis. Um, another name on this list that I kind of love is Donald. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that does not age well. Given how cert- a certain politician will be written about in the history books, reaction to the name Donald may not be the most forgiving for years to come. Um, Megan, because of the princess... Uh, hmm. Princess Megan. Um, <laughs> some of these Stormy because of Kylie Jenner and her kids. Okay, Stormy shouldn't have been. That's a ridiculous. That's a weather condition. I, that's not yeah. a name. And our, I'm, I'm trying to remember in our baby draft. I have. I don't think I'm hearing any of the names that we actually drafted. Them, but yeah. we need to get a list together, Ginger Justin, of what the actual names were that we drafted, so that we can keep tabs on this stuff. I think that some of these names are uh, just kind of, hey, I really want to be unique, and then yeah, they don't age well. But then yeah. there are names that age well immediately, like George. What do you mean? 
Like, like that's an oh, old just, guy name. It just ages immediately. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's an old person name. You have to grow into the so name. So this other headline that I love uh, comes from CNN Travel, and it says, uh, I'm just going to give you directly what the story says because it's so perfect. It says, it's no secret that Metallica's music can be kind of intense, so much so that one hiker says that it scared off a curious cougar on Vancouver <laughs> Island. Dee Gallant, who's a 45-year-old woman, was on a hike in South Duncan with her dog Murphy. She said that oh, she was only a few miles into the woods when she turned around and realized that they had company. They were being stalked by a cougar which mm. horrifying right she says at first she was intrigued definitely a white woman at first she was intrigued <laughs> oh, oh my she'd goodness. never seen one that close before but what then, is that, she, <laughs> then she realized that the animal was approaching her she yelled at the cougar and stopped moving but it didn't retreat gallant tried waving her arms and yelling at the cat saying things like bad kitty <laughs> And get out of here. But the cougar stood its ground. That is until Gallant opened her phone and chose the loudest band she could think of, Metallica. I'd love it if the cougar was like, Metallica do Exactly. The song is Don't Tread on Me. It was both a warning and an appeal, and it apparently was what did it. The cougar scurried off after the first few notes, and the combination of heavy drums um, and vocals apparently was too much for it to handle. She said that she continued through the woods, blasting the music just to make sure that she was safe. Oh, you know, I really do think this is a cougar versus cougar scenario. I mean, her cougar powers as a lady trying to uh, trying to date younger men and play Metallica and tell them how great it is. She probably has a lower back tattoo. That probably scared oh, them no. off, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the tramp stamp. Yeah. With the Metallica lyric on it or yeah. something. Yeah, cougar uh, versus cougar, and the cougar won. In which case, she might have deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> she Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, yep, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. And uh, I know you mentioned before, in the, in the last time we uh, chatted, that... There's a new logo for the Republican Party. Yes. And our friend and a listener of the show, dedicated listener, who also happens to be a Trump supporter, uh, just direct messaged us at DTS Show. If you're not following us, please follow, please follow us. Please. And he said, uh, that is completely offensive, kind of like all of the Trumpkins Trump kids lined out forever. We do not have monarchies in America. I don't understand the second sentence, but I do understand that he does not he's, like he's the logo. Kind of the way that uh, Donald Trump has like his half of his family working in the White House, which is something that we don't uh, do in American government. Got it. Which is something that is very, you know, monarchical. I don't know if that's a word, but yeah, but like I'm like having a monarchy and it's just not okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I don't understand. Like it I'm like angry about it. It's yeah. really, really making me me upset. Okay, well then let's Moving talk about on. something fun. Like a- Yay! Okay, so this is something that you mentioned <laughs> like off the, the bell air. Just brings up the, the, the <laughs> ding, 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 happiness bell. Exactly. So I think that uh, you brought up an astute point off the air, and we should talk about it now, which is when you start dating somebody, when do you then bring them to your social media? So this came up because there's this guy I follow on Instagram, and like I would say in the last nine months, we saw him like sing talking about being single all the time blah 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 blah. and then he started dating someone and then I feel like within weeks of them dating he was posting the guy online and was like oh I've never been in a relationship this great oh I love him so much like within weeks is he an over poster anyway Uh, he's one of those people with a lot of followers he's like 70,000 followers or something like that oh wow but he doesn't post a ton but he's always got like insta stories up and stuff like that so then 
after I don't know maybe a month or two or so, like the guy like just wasn't in the posts anymore, and the guys and the guy who was doing the posting was talking about being single and single life this and da da. I was like, oh, they're not together, and I looked through his profile. All of the photos with the other guy were completely gone. Oh, so gone. he completely scrubbed. Exactly. So then, a few weeks after that, then he's back on Instagram with an ex from like the past, and he's like, "Oh, I'm on my way to engagement," and da da da. I'm, I'm like, on my so- way to engage. Yes, Don't say that on social he said media. That. And I was like, so tripping. Like, what are you talking about? And then. The guy was gone. That guy was gone. And now he's back in the photos. And it's like, <laughs> over the course of nine months, I'm like, I've been through You've been through a lot, Jared. Right. I've been through like three relationships with you. I can't believe that you're still standing. I uh, Listen, it's been emotional draining, emotionally draining, and my therapist is exhausted. <laughs> but I'm just like, when is it too soon? Like, And I mean, I know there's no like definitive answer on that, but it's like, give it some time, bro. Well, yeah, it's similar to... As I mean, my friend would say, bruv. It's a little bit similar to... You know, when a, a single parent starts dating and they're like bringing the significant other home to meet the kid. Yeah. It's because the kid becomes emotionally attached, just like we do when we're like, oh, great, this person's friend of ours uh, is dating this person. Oh, she's so in love. Oh, he's so in love. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And then all of a sudden, gone. Hashtag and, been and there. As kids, we're not given the, an explanation. Exactly. It's just Bobby's gone. Yeah. Okay, Bobby yeah. went out for cigarettes and never came back, and now I can't deal. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, yes, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. We were discussing when to bring your significant other to your social meds. And I also know somebody who uh, is very, very public about who she dates. She uh, will post about anybody and be very, very in love with that person uh, to the point where she, she also does those picture collages. Where it's like a bunch of things in one long and yes. one big okay yeah where it's like oh here's a bunch of pictures of us with like butterfly f- uh, filters oh, that I've now merged together into one giant photo I feel my stomach doing a thing and then you know love you babe uh, can't wait for many more birthdays together and blah 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 or we're like we have the rest of our lives for this and that and I'm like didn't you guys just meet like two months ago <laughs> and then I'm thinking red flag red flag like yeah. this woman is a red flag. And I'm like, ha- this is just a matter of time before this guy gets totally freaked out and leaves. And then before you know it, uh, that person is gone. And then she's back. It's the same situation where she got back with an ex-boyfriend that she had been with for years. But the difference here is that your friend deletes, uh, de- deletes yeah. all of them. My friend will only delete the one-offs. Like the, the guy that she was uh, with for like a couple months is gone. But like the long-term guy yeah. that was there for years still on Facebook and Instagram. Well, so I don't think there... I, first of all, I don't really post people that I'm dating on social media unless we're like serious and it's, you know, a thing, thing, thing. Um, not just a thing, thing or I'm just posting their thing. Um, I don't really like posting that. But I also feel like it's kind of crazy to me to delete or expect your, uh, your significant other to delete all of their past stuff as if it never happened right. because like to me I look at my social media as kind of a um, kind like of a, a diary of your life exactly right. right so it's like yes I dated that person you know what I mean like it was three years ago or five years ago or however long ago like that happened that was a part of my life I'm not just going to act like it didn't happen um, and so to me that feels a little bit unreasonable but like I know that there are a lot of people who don't like having like past people on their on their Instagram or on their on their social media anywhere and like 
I, he listened to each their own. But. Yeah, I uh, I definitely always had my exes on my Facebook and Instagram simply because of laziness. Mm. I was just like, I don't know who's really going to look that far back. Right. It's really just no. There's no point. And same same mentality. That's yeah. the storyline of my life. That's right. the that's that was my real life. So why would I delete parts of my life just because? Oh, now I'm with this person. So it's as if this other person never existed. Yeah. But then when things got more serious with my girlfriend, who then became my wife. There was a kind of like, well, if you're with me and you're always going to be with me, why are all these other people on your feed? And I was like, well, because that's just that's that's my history. And then she brought it up so many times that I was like, oh, forget it. I'll just delete the stupid pictures. Yeah. I was 40 pounds heavier anyway. <laughs> it's like, I don't even want to see those. I don't photos. even want to see these dumb pictures. So now most of them are gone. Yeah. Or I realized that an ex of mine took them down. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you mean? Like she took down the photos of you? Yeah, like I was ta- like she posted them on Facebook or whatever and was I was tagged in them and then I realized later that I couldn't find the pictures because she had deleted them. Anyway, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, were you offended by that? Uh a little. Yeah, hurt a little bit. I was like, what the hell, man? But she got married. So maybe it was the same situation where she was just like, nope, I've it's only you now, baby. All right. Yikes. Okay, we've got to get into our happy ending before we go. Um Here's the music. It's been a very long day. It started off with some really ugly things that we have to talk about. Yes. With so the shootings be, this weekend. It'll be nice to talk about something happy. Um, before we get out of here, what's your happy ending, Allie? I saw a video recently that I'm going to post on Twitter of a little dog who's friends with a cat. And they... Uh, no, this is stupid. I, um, I was going to say, I feel like we approach this so differently. No. But go ahead. Uh, I, I, uh, I do want to plug a documentary that I watched that mm-hmm. made me happy. Because I was going to sit down and watch Orange is the New Black with my wife. And we ended up getting caught up in this documentary about Coco the monkey. Have you ever seen it? No. It's amazing. Uh, Coco is a gorilla who sign languages. Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah, yeah. and it's a it's a whole documentary about Coco's life uh, from babyhood until now. Is Coco still alive? Yes, Coco is forty four years old and still alive. Wow, I and bet like Coco's looking good. Coco's looking great. You know. You- that's hilarious. Okay. So uh, I, th- I on the we ended up, I don't know where it is on. I think it's on PBS. Okay. So we ended up not watching Orange is the New Black and watching a bunch of stuff about Coco the gorilla and how Coco uh, ended up surviving after getting a weird disease when she was a baby. And then she ended up being like a weird gorilla pro- prodigy and learning a whole new language. It's amazing. Our, our stories are light years apart. Okay. What's yours? <laughs> Mine uh, is about Centoya Brown. She's a, a, a black woman in, uh, I'm trying to remember where she is right now, but uh, in Tennessee. Um, she was accused of murder because she killed this man um, who had been like uh, soliciting her for prostitution and she he had raped her and attacked her and she killed him to fight him off. Um, and she was given oh, a life sentence. Oh, she's getting released, right? Death. Right, she was giving a life sentence in prison and she's her like, her sentence has been, she's been granted clemency um, and she's going to be getting out on uh, the day after tomorrow. On How Wednesday. long was she in prison? She was in there for I think eight years. If oh, I'm okay. Um, I mean, that's, that's eight years like, is still a long time but then you I hear other stories about that. like 18 years, 20 years, 30 exactly. years and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe so very excited for her because she should have never been in prison in the first place yeah. I think it was actually longer than eight years so forgive me if I'm getting that timing wrong but um, excited for her to be getting out and to be able to have a new lease on life 
Speaking of which... That is a happy ending. Yes. I will not be here through the rest of the week. I'll be in Miami with the Black Journalists <gasps> of, of America, the National Association of Black Journalists is the name of the group. Um, so you will have a cast of characters uh, here throughout the rest of the week, but I'll see you next Monday. Yes, I will see you next Monday, Jarrett. And I will see you tomorrow for a brand new live show. And if you missed anything, check out the podcast, drop the subject wherever you find your podcasts, and uh, follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram if you are not already. I'll see you tomorrow. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, Jarrett and Allie get into their usual Tuesday shenanigans, where we do Just the Tip Tuesday. Well, and um, new- Allie, huh? I'm actually not going to be here for the next show. I'm going to be out of town. What? So you're just canceling plans? Okay, well, I guess on the next show, we're going to talk about what happens in the brain when someone just cancels plans on you, because it can be really emotionally hard, and it's tough to deal with. I guess this is probably a really bad time to tell you. I'm actually going to be gone for the rest of the week. The rest of the week? <laughs> Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.